There we go. Our scripture reading this morning is out of Matthew, Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. And I brought him to you, to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Armor of God, shield of faith. Stepping into that today. We all have defense mechanisms, don't we? I have defense mechanisms. I know you guys are probably great, but I have defense mechanisms. I watch my kids sometimes, they have defense mechanisms, especially after there's a fresh bake of, rack of cookies sitting in the kitchen, and I walk through after they're done, and there's a few missing, and I walk into the living room, and I get a variety of defense mechanisms. Okay, who took the cookies? It ranges everything from not me to... Right? Blame the other guy. Or point out the person who did something wrong. But we all have defense mechanisms. It can be difficult things that we may face at work. It can be things that we face within our families. It can be conversations that we don't want to have. But we have a defense mechanism, something that we've learned, something that we've picked up, something that we have taken years to practice and to work on, and it's effective, right? Leave me alone. I can get loud. I can say things that are going to be just as hurtful to push that other person away. I can isolate myself. There's a lot of defense mechanisms that we have, isn't it? All of those really don't come out of our spiritual weapon backpack, does it? It doesn't. But we have one. It's called the shield of faith. Our defense mechanisms are important. The right defense mechanisms are life-changing. Not just for us, but for the other person involved. It can... Sometimes our, our defense mechanisms aren't, aren't always that positive, right? And we talked a little bit about that. It can even be the crying, it can be the yelling. But, but rarely do we ever go, well, my defense mechanism when somebody comes at me or to talk to me about something isn't... Let me pray for you. Is that any, does anybody use that defense mechanism? Or, let me bless you. 
We don't enter that realm of thinking at all, do we? It's, I am being attacked, I need to defend myself, and the best way I know how to defend myself without going to jail, <laughs> right? I can't lay my hands on you, though I've thought about it. More than once, in multiple different ways. But I can't do that. But I'll use my words, or I'll use my voice tone, I'll use my body language, but rarely do we ever step into the fight from a spiritual standpoint of, you know what, what's coming at me isn't necessarily of God. So what I'm going to do is just come back at them harder rather than step into a spiritual fight and go, you know what, I'm going to pray over you, or I'm going to pray over this situation right now. Or I'm going to step into a blessing. We don't think along those lines. That's what this was about. The helmet. Battlefield of the mind. Understanding what our next step is. But we're stepping into now is the shield of faith. Because there are... What does the Bible tell us that the enemy shoots at us? Ever feel like you've ever just gotten pierced by something that someone has said? Or a thought that comes into your mind. It's crippling at points. It's almost like, have you, have you ever seen, um, you ever seen a deer get hit by an arrow? Someone's hunting. You see a deer get hit by an arrow. Or, or, and this is a little bit more on the lighter side. But do you ever see a, a, a cat or a dog get surprised? Right? If your cat gets surprised, I mean, it's all of a sudden, oh man, I mean, they're up. And it's like, <laughs> paws are going a million different directions. And you know the cat's thinking, what was that, what was that, what was that? Or the dog just gets startled that they're up and they're running or they're moving. There's something really quick. Or when a deer gets hit with an arrow, it is so shocked and surprised that it just runs. The arrows of the enemy do that to us. We don't see them coming and all of a sudden you get hit. And the first reaction is not necessarily the right reaction. And that's what we're talking about. When we transform and allow our minds to be transformed, then that becomes our nature. Now, the Bible talks about that we need to die to self, right? That the old nature needs to move away and the new nature needs to come in. But see, we don't necessarily, in today's language, we don't use that language of old nature, new nature. We use, that's not my nature, or that's not my second nature. What we need to do as believers is understand that our first nature is dead and that our second nature is our nature. So my nature is not to react negatively. My nature, what God died for, He sent His Son for, the Holy Spirit that now lives in me, my nature is to be that. It's to understand that when I step into a fight or when the fight comes to me, that I am strong enough to step into that fight through prayer and through the Holy Spirit that lives in me to be 
Christ in that situation. To be a reflection of his glory in that situation. But Ephesians does. It tells us about these fiery darts that get shot at us. And Paul tells us to take up your shield of faith. Take it up. Pick it up. Carry it. Own it. Have it. Do you know what he's talking about? It's sim- that, that word take up is just like what we do every morning when we're heading out the door. We take up our cell phones. You know why? You need it. I need it. If I don't have it today, I'm not going to survive. I'm going to miss a call. I'm going to miss a text. I'm not going to be able to communicate who I need to. People that need to communicate to me are not going to be able to communicate to me. So I need it for my life. That's exactly what Paul is talking about here. Take up your shield of faith. Don't forget it. You leave your phone at home, you feel naked. Right? I'm lost. I'm not going to be able to play Candy Crush when I have a break. I'm guilty. I play Candy Crush. You know, I'm at level 4,700 something. I play Candy Crush too much, obviously. But we do that. We feel, feel lost when we don't have those things that we think we need, then we feel lost. But see, we've never really picked this up. We've never carried it. We've never carried it long enough or experienced the benefits of it to know that we need it. Right? I'm guilty. I haven't carried it long enough. I don't understand the the power that this has. I don't understand how it empowers me so much to be everything that God has designed me to be, everything that He desires for me to be. I just, I just haven't used it enough. But I'm starting. I find it interesting, too, that when Paul says to take up your shield of faith so that you may quench the fiery darts that are shot at you. How does a shield quench? That's kind of odd, an odd thought, isn't it? But if you think about and understand the shield of faith comes from Christ and the Holy Spirit that lives within you, and then you understand that Christ and the Holy Spirit that is within you is living what? Water. Your shield is the living water of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that's in your life. Now, does it make sense that when the enemy shoots a fiery dart at you, it will quench? It will go out. It will stop. Because everything that comes at us comes through the filters of Christ. It comes through the filters of Christ. You see, this... This, at this moment, when, when a situation is in your life or enters into your life, this is where the two worlds that I've talked about come together. Because the Bible tells us that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against powers, principalities, and the rulers of darkness. Correct? 
But the words that are spoken to us is coming from a person. So if Craig says something bad about me, I'm coming after Craig. Really. That is not the fight that the Bible talks about. If Craig says something against me, who's he following? That's my fight. It's not Craig. Because you know what? This cross right here, Jesus died for Craig just like he died for me. So it's not the person. And that's where we go from the physical world to look at things spiritually. And to understand that it is what is coming from Craig is from the enemy to what? Pierce me, to injure me, to stop me from being or doing. But if I look at this from a, from a standpoint of I hold up my shield of faith and what he says comes and it hits the shield and it is quenched and that fiery dart is stopped, then I am spiritually, I'm in the game. Because I'm, I'm going to stop what the enemy is doing to me so that I can continue to do the work that God wants to do through me. And what does God want to do? Help, Craig. That's his heart. So it's interesting to see that the, the individuals that are used and some of the things that people say that come against us, God's heart is still for them. Is it not? His heart is still for them. But we have been given tools and defenses to live in the battle and move through victoriously. Two worlds, spiritual and physical. And our faith, and this is what we're going to learn about, not today, it's going to take a couple weeks. But what we're learning about is our faith is our portal to move in between those two worlds. And be effective in those two worlds. Faith. Some of the things that we're going to be discussing about faith are the following. What is it? How do you use it? How do you use a shield of faith? How is it that faith stops darts and fiery arrows? It's a lot of great questions, isn't it? We can talk about it all day long about these things of what they are, but if we don't dig down and understand how they work and how we apply them to our lives, then you know what? We may know terms, but that's it. And we can't be there because we're in a fight. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the evidence or the assurance of, we do, of what we do not see. Shield of faith. That right there tells you that we have to be looking or living within a spiritual context. Because we can't see these things, right? Physically, the writer of Hebrews is telling us that we can't see these things. But we have to be in tune with understanding what is coming against us so that we can engage it from a spiritual standpoint. Because if we engage these things in a spiritual standpoint, then our physical life is impacted. 
You see what I'm saying? Do you understand? It's like we're back and forth between these two worlds. So here's Jesus and the disciples. And this gentleman comes to him. He says, my son, my son, he, he throws himself into the fire. He just walks past a fire and he throws himself in the fire. That's the best way he can describe it. How do you help him? So he goes to the disciples and he's like, can you help my son? Well, and we know, we understand the story. We just read it. No, I know they can't. And so Jesus says, bring him to me. Now, oftentimes there's a <laughs> couple phrases in there where Jesus, how long am I have to put up with you guys? I feel like that. God has got to be at times looking at me going, Ian, my word, Ian. But you see, the disciples didn't give up, did they? They came to him in private because they just got talked to openly. But I'm going to come to Jesus in private. I'm going to be like, why? Why didn't this happen? And basically, Christ looks at them and he goes, you have everything you need to engage these things. You're just not doing it. And that's us understanding these pieces of armor. That we have been given these pieces of armor to engage the life that God has led us into. What are we doing? We're learning. That's why two weeks ago, what was the name of the sermon? Practice. Right? Practice. It's okay to practice. We practice everything. Some things we should practice more than others. But we do. But we have to take these helmet of salvation and practice. What does it mean to have that on? What does it mean to, to guard our minds and, and to win these battlefields in our heads? The same with the shield of faith. Take it up. Pick it up. Don't leave it laying beside your bed. You pick up the phone, pick up your shield. Understand that you have faith. That, yet, that your faith is a defense against the things that the enemy is going to attack you against. This gets back to the, one of the reasons and, and one of the points early, early on when we were talking about backpack stuff as far as our portrait. Who we are. How does God see us? Why am I breathing today? What is my life about? In understanding those things, that's faith. I know that God is going to take my life and use me in some form or fashion to further the gospel of Christ. I know that that sounds very basic, and I know that that is a huge paint stroke. But I believe that about my life. Okay? I believe that about my life. So if I am in a discussion or I'm in a place... A class that I may take or something along those lines. And someone looks at me and they go, Ian, I'm not sure that God's really going to use you in this, this, in this area. Okay. If that were to happen, what is that? Do you know what that is? That is an arrow of doubt. Right? Do you see that? That's an arrow of doubt. But see, I know what God's called me to. Am I doing it? Yes. Am I going to do it in a greater fashion? Yes. Has it happened yet? 
No. Can I see it? No. Do I believe it? Yes. Is it faith? Yes. Is that my shield of faith to come against an arrow of doubt? Yes. So then what happens to the arrow? That's the shield of faith in action. So it's taking that simple scenario and applying it to your life. But do you see the importance of understanding where God is going to take you and how he sees you? Because it gives you a baseline of faith. To know where you're going. To know what he wants to do in your life. It's another reason for when I was talking about as far as the, uh, another book to read is to read Ephesians. Because see, in the Bible are truths and promises about you. About you. Those truths and those promises are things for you to grab a hold of for your faith. I have plans for you. Jeremiah 33.3, right? To build you up. To prosper you. Not to harm you. That word you in that verse is plural. You. You as a church. You as a family. But it's also singular. You as a person. God has plans for you to build you up. To prosper you. That's your promise. That's your faith. So the next time somebody goes, man, I don't know if you're ever going to amount to much of anything. Or, if you have heard that in your past, and there is a bony, scrawny, demonic finger that hits play on, on your brain, and you hear that repeated and repeated, that's an arrow. But God said he's going to build me up, that he's going to prosper me, that he has plans for me. Faith. But you're not going to mount to anything. You're not that smart. I don't know if you're going to go anywhere in life. Arrow. Faith. Do you see? Are you understanding how important this is? This is who you are and this is a defense to protect you so that you, will, so that you will be what God has called you to be. This are the promises that we need so that we are armed. So that when I get up in the morning and I throw my keys in my pocket and I grab my cell phone and my shield of faith because I'm supposed to take it up. That these promises engage that faith. Because though I may not have seen these promises come to pass yet, I believe them. And I know that God is going to use me. And I have my head protected. But sometimes the thoughts come in, don't they? I can have a helmet on all day long. But that doesn't stop. Sometimes the thoughts will come in and they will pierce me or attempt to pierce me. But if I'm standing there with a shield of faith and I recognize the arrow, where am I going to put the shield? In front of it. The shield of faith. We're going to continue talking about faith over the next couple weeks. There's several things that faith does.
what is faith used for? It's used for salvation, saving of our soul. We believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, do we not? We believe that he died on the cross for my sin. That his blood was shed and paid the penalty for my sin. Faith is used for salvation, but faith is also used for protection. So much of what we've been talking about. Faith is also used for direction. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, The just shall walk by faith. Faith is direction. If I understand my giftings and I know what God has called me to be and do, that gives me direction, doesn't it? Faith also provides direction. It empowers just what we talked about in the passage this morning. If you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, then you can speak to this mountain and it will move. Faith empowers us. Faith empowers us. It is healing. Mark chapter 5. Christ looked at the lady who had the issue of blood and said, Your faith has made you well or whole. Right. Faith is also a conduit of blessing. Blessed are those, Jesus says in John chapter 20, blessed are those who have not yet seen, but who believe. Faith is also stability. Be on your guard, 1 Corinthians 16. Stand firm in faith. Be men of courage and be strong. Faith, most importantly, is pleasing to God. His heart bursts knowing that you trust Him. His heart bursts. When someone walks up to you and says, I trust you, how does that make you feel? God is the same way. Hebrews 11.6 and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. That first part of the verse is, is tough. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. We want to please Him. Take up your shield of faith. Just like you do your phone. The arrows will come. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. The arrows will come. But I have faith. And the arrows come and they fall. And what is God's response to me as his son? Go get him, Ian. You've got this. I am pleased with you. You have engaged me in my promises and you believe the enemy can't touch you. Faith. The shield of faith. As we continue on in this part, We're going to discuss more about these 
situations. What are the arrows of the enemy? You see, to be able to define those empowers us, doesn't it? It gives us an understanding of what I'm fighting with here and what I'm dealing with here. But we're going to learn about what the flaming arrows are. We're going to learn further, how does faith defend you? What is faith? Where do you find it and how do you grab a hold of it in the middle of tough situations or in the middle of life? All of these things we're going to talk about. But Paul tells us, and this is what I want to leave you with. He tells us to take up the shield of faith. Now as we go into this week, take up the shield of faith. But Ian, I don't know what to do with it. If we practice picking it up, we'll get there. If we practice picking it up, we'll get there. And you know what? As we have it and we carry it with us, there's stuff that we're going to learn that I could never share up here. Do you know why? Because God's intention is to personally meet with you and to share things with you so that you know that this is a relationship between you and Him. This isn't about, well, Pastor Ian told me to do this, 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 and this. And so, you know what? It's just not working. Pastor Ian is learning all about this stuff, too. Because, you know what? God is unlimited, and these are from the Lord, right? God is unlimited. That means that I could tell you, well, you know what? I've been learning and working with the shield of faith for 20 years. You know what God's response is? Rookie. Because he's unlimited, right? Because there's so much more to learn. There's so many more things to understand. This is us doing life together. This is us learning together. But the shield of faith is something that protects us. It defends us. It stops attacks. And it allows us to continue on our path that God has created us to follow. This week, take up your shield. Even if you don't know what to do with it, get used to carrying it. Get used to carrying it. Father, Lord God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you for this time of, of learning and understanding. God, that you have and you are opening up our hearts and our eyes to what you would have us learn and how you would have us live. And God, we are thankful for it. Father, I pray that you strengthen that you strengthen us. God, that you strengthen our arms to carry our shields this week. To know that there are attacks, arrows shot by the enemy designed to cripple us, designed to distract us, designed to stop us from becoming everything that it is that you called us to be. That everything that you've created us to be. Thank you with Thank you, God, for, for loving us, for teaching us. And, Father, may we pray for one another earnestly that we become these valiant warriors that you see. And, Father, that if there's someone here today that is seeking for your vision of who they are, God, answer them.
I ask you to give them vision to see, to give them ears to hear. And Father, a hope that is beyond anything that they have ever experienced as they pursue a relationship with you. Father, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name, amen.